Hey everyone, I'm your host, Alex Taylor, co-founder of Parallel. Welcome to Parallel Lives, a podcast where we learn about the tireless yet vibrantly challenging role the women we admire most live in parallel to their careers and personal pursuits, becoming and being a mom. Today's guest is Arielle Kay. She is the sole founder and CEO of Parachute and also a mom of two. What began in Los Angeles in 2014 as a digitally native brand, Parachute has since expanded beyond its roots in premium quality bedding into essentials for all rooms of the home. In the last eight years, Arielle has evolved Parachute into a beloved home lifestyle brand with over 13 brick and mortar locations across the United States. She is one of the most humble, down-to-earth people I've ever met, and she's also a dear friend. I hope you enjoy our chat. Hi, Arielle. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so happy we're finally doing this. So we met in baby group about three years ago, and it's been so neat to watch our kids grow up together and get to know you as a mom but you're also the founder of a pretty cool company. So it's really neat to have you here today. Thanks. Yeah, we were moms first and then entrepreneur friends. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So it's interesting. We hear so much about women and their careers and how they lead their businesses, but we fail to talk about this life that we all live in parallel, which is being a mom. And it becomes all-consuming, and yet we still have so many other facets of our lives that we have to tend to. So let's wind the tape back and think back to before you were a mom. Did you always know that you wanted to become a mother one day? I did. I I don't think I... I wasn't the kind of person that was really married to a timeline. I didn't have a sense of, you know, by this age, I need to be a mom or I need to have hit this milestone. But I definitely knew that motherhood was something that was important to me. Um, I knew that I wanted to have a few kids. I just envisioned that as part of my life. There was never a point where I thought, you know, maybe that's not my path. Yeah. And was there a time in your life where you knew you were ready to start a family or tell me about that? No. I mean, yes, in the sense that I started thinking about, I I started thinking about it in a different way. Like it started becoming something that I knew I wanted soon. Um, But I don't know that I ever felt like, all right, let's do this. Now's the time, you know, like we're ready. Um, I I got pregnant at my wedding and I certainly, that was not the plan. And I was shocked when I found out that I was pregnant. I mean, just beyond. Um, So I, um, I don't know that, you know, we, especially as like type A control freaks, um, which I certainly am, you know, like to map out and plan things and, and motherhood is like the absolute opposite of that. So what was going on in your life? So you, you got pregnant right after you got married. Yes. Yeah, but so, what was going on professionally for you? Yeah. So that was, it was May, 2018. I got pregnant, opened our first store in New York. I had raised $30 million from Parachute or for Parachute and found out I was pregnant all in two weeks. Um, so it was like the most intense two weeks of my life. Just, I mean, I, I, I hope to never have two weeks that are that intense ever again. Like it was so much for my entire body, you know, emotionally and physically and just like, I mean, it was, it was a whirlwind. It was truly the most intense month that you could imagine. So there was so much to process. There was so much going on. And all of a sudden my life was about to transform in a way that I could not even comprehend. That is insane. 
It was I did insane. not realize yeah. that all happened in the same two-week period. How did you process that? I mean, with that huge fundraise and you have a life growing inside of you and there's huge unknowns. How did you cope with that? I mean, that's major. You know, I don't know that I really did. I just, I'm like such, I'm, I'm a person that's just like one foot in front of the other. I somehow thrive in chaos. I get energized by challenging moments, like just trying to figure them out. Um, and so... Do you meditate or how do you stay sane? So I don't really meditate. I've taken meditation classes and it's something that I keep coming back to and then losing sight of, but I do work out pretty religiously. So I, I try to exercise at least five times a week and that's, that's my Zen. Got it. Cause you said that you thrive in chaos. I'm like, well, you must have something that helps you manage that. Yeah. I mean, my brain turns off when I work out, I try to take walks. I actually am like, what if I'm one of those people that actually likes to drive in silence? Um, I, do, I know it's really weird. Um, no, it's not at all. I, I love mean, it. Too. Yeah. So I would like turn off the music and like when I'm in the car, just like get into a zone where I can like process things. Um, okay. So you found out you were pregnant during this crazy wild chapter of your life. How was your pregnancy? How were you feeling as you went deeper and deeper into the journey? So my first pregnancy was really challenging. It was a very emotional pregnancy and one that was super scary. Um, at 20 weeks, I found out that there was something wrong with her intestines and we had to do all this testing and we were told to prepare ourselves for termination and testing was supposed to happen and we were supposed to get results quite quickly and it ended up taking six weeks. And so it was just this like insane darkness and a lot of fear. I had just announced on Instagram that I was pregnant the day before I got this news. So there was just, you know, this, the sadness that all of a sudden like shifted in my body. Um, and I really was trying to like not connect. And, and so, you know, my daughter was born and everything had resolved itself. We had a lot of monitoring throughout the process, but, um, it was, it was a mentally very exhausting and very challenging pregnancy. Um, and completely unexpected. I've learned so much about just how nonlinear every person's path is with pregnancy. You know, there's there's always things that come up, and um, but yeah, it was it was shocking and um, and sad and upsetting, and it wasn't handled well with my doc. Like you know, there were so many things, um, but I got a beautiful baby girl out of it. And you did. So, yeah. I love her. She's the, best. <laughs> she's the best. I want to be like Lou. Yeah, she's but fun. that's interesting. I mean, you you make such a good point. You know, we learn only after the fact that motherhood and the journey isn't linear. So many mm -hmm. of us are led to believe after that 12-week scan and test, yeah. you know, oh, it's it's a home run. And yet the entire time there's just new twists and turns and developments, and you never know. So did you feel aside from what I'm assuming was an insurmountable amount of stress and anxiety because of that. Did you feel, did you experience any morning sickness? How did you feel throughout it otherwise? Um, I felt pretty good. Um, I had SPD, which is like a really painful pelvic pain condition. Ooh, that, that's um, terrible. Yeah, that was really uncomfortable. It made it really hard to sleep. But other than that, I felt pretty good. I worked out like constantly. I still went to my like hit classes. I walked a lot. But it was different. I mean, it, like I, I felt way more prepared my second pregnancy, um, like knowing how my body was going to shift. The first time around, I was 
you know, you f- I felt very much like a stranger in my own body. And you catch yourself in the mirror and be like, who is this person and what's going on? And she was an extremely active baby. And so I was constantly <laughs> navigating the kicks and the punches and the, the elbows, um, um, which actually, given what we were going through, was like the most comforting I'm sure. thing for me. It was just like, oh, yeah. you're telling me that things are okay. Like, thank you're you. You're okay. Yeah, it is funny how that that's so reassuring. Yeah. So as you went through your pregnancy, what happened with your birth? Did I, I know she came a little early. She's a little bit of a surprise yeah, she rival. Was, she came a few weeks early. It was like straight out of the movies. My water broke. Um, I had been sleeping on the couch. The dog woke up my husband. He came out. Like my water broke 20 seconds later. We like called our doula. She didn't answer the phone because it was too early. She wasn't in her window. We went to the hot. I mean, it was just, it happened so fast. Um, we didn't have a hospital bag. I was supposed to take, do a whole photo shoot for Domino the next day. So I'm like <laughs> texting my publicist on the way to the hospital at 4am. Like I'm in labor. What's going on? I think we have to reschedule the shoot. She's like, you think? Um, you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we're probably going to have to reschedule that. It was a whirlwind. Um, and then labor was actually, um, my doula ended up coming just as things were getting more active. Um, and my labor was pretty quick. It was actually, it was a positive experience. Um, Good. Yeah. And was, you mentioned you had a doula. I did. Tell me a little bit more about that. We hear about doulas a lot, but I think, especially for some people listening, they might not know exactly what a doula does and how they support you. It's pretty popular, I feel like, here in LA, but in other places, not so much. I loved our doula. We spent time with her leading up to the birth. She, there was a lot of like birth coaching and training. I think similar information that you would get in a, in a traditional birthing class, but it was just more private and intimate at home um, with this person who was then going to be, you know, by my side during the birth. I had learned from friends that your doctor who is, you know, kind of the most steady person throughout your pregnancy, who's like checking in on you really is only around in that last, you know, however yeah. much time it takes you to push out the baby or, you know, whatever is happening. Mm-hmm. And so I liked the idea of having someone that I knew was my advocate was like my, like my partner, um, yeah. because oftentimes partners aren't your partner during labor. Um, you know, it's hard for men to always know, um, or whoever your partner is to know what, what you need in that moment. And so, our doula was wonderful. She massaged me during labor and we had lots of fun with essential oils and she kept me grounded and, you know, motivated and inspired and gave me permission to be loud and primal and yeah, good. all the things that I think um, can just be very out of body and, um, and intimidating, like, you know, during the process. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting because our bodies do so much that we didn't know they know how to do. And it's nice to have someone to tell you that that's normal or that's not normal. And also to have someone in the room that's not as maybe emotionally psyched out as the mom and the dad or the partners totally. that are giving totally. birth. It's nice totally. to have someone with a clear head. Yeah. Totally. That's really yeah. Cool. It was, it was a wonderful experience. Um, yeah, it was, it was nice to just, see this like person who I could, I trusted, um, deeply, you know, and, and we had built a real relationship. And so she was a familiar face that 
I could just like zone in on when things were intense. And did you have her with your second? I didn't um, because my second was breech. And so I had to have a planned C-section after a number of attempts of flipping the little guy. He um, was pretty stubborn and uh, it wasn't happening. So I had a very different birth and labor and everything experience the second time around. Totally. And I'm sure postpartum was very different. Having it was a different. Toddler. Yeah. Having a two-year-old, having a C-section, not being able to pick up my daughter who's, you know, at that point going through it, a huge transition herself and really needing me. It was, it was challenging, but, um, you know, grateful that it, it happened the way it needed to happen. So. Yeah, completely. And going back to that first experience postpartum, did you feel a shift in your identity at all? Or what was that like? I did. I think in the moment, it was hard for me to recognize, you know, I felt very natural being a mother. Um, I had originally thought I would want a night nurse um, those first few weeks. And I um, had scheduled someone. Um, but then because my daughter was so early, she wasn't available. And I like was actually really relieved. Um, I realized in that moment that I, I just wanted that time together and that I I felt very comfortable immediately. I got home and, and it was, I was, I, I felt like I knew what to do, which was actually surprising for me. I didn't know that that was going to be how I felt. Um, yeah. That's so cool. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was surprising. Um, but it's just, I felt like things came really naturally and I do feel like there was this big transformation, but I don't think I really noticed it for a few months. Like, I don't think I could really like explain it or express it. I, I was just in this survival mode, you know, learning how to live. <laughs> totally. Exactly. Yeah. Day by day, minute yeah. by minute. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. It's wild. Did you feel different when you started to relate to people though? Did you feel like you had a new way of looking at people? I, I felt such a great deal of empathy suddenly for everyone and for other parents that I never had before. Completely. I think that is like, uh, that was an immediate feeling for me. I mean, looking at my own mom, looking at my own parents, looking at other friends who have had babies, um, realizing how little I did to support them in a way that they deserve to be supported because I just had no concept of, of what they were going through, you know? And I think until you get there, it's really hard to understand. But yeah, I looked at the world completely different. I mean, it's, you know, everyone is someone's child and yeah. you, know, you can get really intense about it and emotional, especially when the hormones are like firing through your body. You're just like, oh my gosh, at the market, looking at someone, you're like, you're someone's child. Like, oh my exactly. God. Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's so true. It also helped me with birth though, because I remember looking around at everyone and like, okay, if everyone got here, the same way I can do this because I was oh really gosh. afraid to give birth. Same. Birth I time. was too. I was terrified. Um, and I had this, I had a similar feeling. I was like, people are doing this all around the world. Everyone is arriving on earth. Like we've all made it. Like we can do this. Yeah. I had the same feeling. Um, Kylie Jenner had just given birth before I did. And I remember thinking, <laughs> Kylie can do it. Can do it. <laughs> yeah. can do it. Totally. She helped out through that totally, time. Yeah. <laughs> you never know when the Kardashian Jenners are going to, you know, inspire you at the unexpected moments, like in labor. <laughs> exactly, ever present. Um, what was surprising to you? Was there anything in that postpartum period that you wish people had told you more about that you found really challenging? 
Oh my gosh, there were so many things. I mean, breastfeeding was so hard. I mean, I had no idea how hard that was going to be. It was so challenging. Agreed. Um, <laughs> so I tough. It's so painful at first. No so one told painful. me that the first two weeks felt like razor blades around your nose. Oh, I mean, toe curling pain, like every, like, I mean, tears. Um, I had every lactation consultant in LA, like coming through the house, just like praying that one of them, basically, I was like, I've got appointments with like a different person every day because one of these is going to like figure it out for me. I mean, it was so, it was and so And did intense. you ever figure it out or how, we, how did that turn um, out? We, we sort of figured it out. I transitioned to pumping um, almost exclusively and like was the queen of pumping in the car and everywhere, you know, always. Um, and I pumped, I mean, I was pumping like five times a day at the office. Um, but I, uh, we, we, we did not have the ideal, idealized journey with breastfeeding that I had hoped. It was definitely easier the second time around with Van. Um, but it was also short-lived with him. So I don't know. I mean, I, it's, um, I think I, I was pretty hard on myself with things like breastfeeding. And, um, when I got mastitis, I didn't want to take antibiotics because I was concerned about antibiotics and them being trained. Like, and I, I realized in retrospect that like taking care of myself and it goes back to like what I was saying before, just taking care of yourself is literally the most important thing you can do postpartum. Um, it's the only way you can take care of your baby. And I don't think I, I got that. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to take care of yourself. It's, you really do. It really is the old oxygen mask adage, you know, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, it's the one thing that I tell my friends, I'm like, just take it easy. Like you have time to do everything else. Like just take it easy. Yeah, completely. So coming out of postpartum, the postpartum haze after your first going back to work, what was that like? It was tough. Um, you know, the, the whole maternity leave thing. Um, I mean, I came back quite early, but it's hard, you know, your baby's coming is just waking up and you're, you're like leaving them, you know, and, um, and you start to see these glimpses of personality and things are getting more fun and you're getting out of the fog. So you can like really, um, experience, at least for me, I could experience it differently. And I was feeling better physically. Um, and then all of a sudden I was away from my child and it was it was tough. Um I think I I was pretty deliberate about making sure that I carved time um for us together. So things like baby group um and doing mommy and me yoga classes and things that were like very clearly on my calendar. Like they were not hidden. I wanted my entire team to know that yes, I'm back in the office, but I do have this newborn child and I am gonna spend time with her, you know? Um, especially because I didn't take a longer maternity leave. I wanted people to know that like, yes, I'm back, but I am figuring out this, you know, parallel life that's happening, you know, and I, I need to, I need to make myself available so that I can also be present here. Um, but it was hard. And, um, you know, we have such a wonderful nanny, but transitioning to having someone else take care of your child um, was definitely you know, it was, it was tough. There were mixed emotions. I was so grateful to have someone that I knew was going to love her, but also was, you know, sad that it wasn't going to be me. And then I also like knew very much that I was not meant to be a stay at home mom, that like, I, I get so much joy um, from the work that I was doing and I, the work that I was building. And, um, you know, I have so much respect for people that are um, at home with their kids. Um, it's the hardest job in the world. Um, it's the hardest job in the world. But it's interesting how so many women go through this 
experience of becoming a mother and they instantly know this is for me full time or I still need this space for work or whatever it might be. And it kind of just reinforces that you're making the right decision when you are ready to go back. Absolutely. Makes it very clear. Yeah, absolutely. So you show up at at Parachute again. You're a mom now. You've got Lou. I've got Lou. What did you take from your new role as a mom into your role as a leader? Um, I feel, I mean, I think this is probably the thing that most people say, but I was able to work harder, work smarter. I was really present um, because I, I had something else that I want, that I was longing for. Um, you know, I like wanted to be able to do my work, get it done, go home, be a mom. And so I feel like the way that I was able to just like time block and think about how I was organizing my life was just so much more efficient and, um, and so much more deliberate. But I also, I mean, she inspired me to like want to work twice as hard and to build something even more successful and to, you know, show her what hard work and and passion looks like in the workplace. And yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Such a cool feeling. Yeah. Knowing you're doing something bigger than yourself. It's for them. It's for their future. Exactly. You know, it's, it's been interesting the past, you know, two years being at home and her seeing me work so much more and, um, you know, the way that she talks about my work and, you know, oh, are you, are you on a Zoom? And I'm like, oh gosh, like, yes, I am. You know, can I say hi to the peoples? Like, you know, are you work, mama, you have to work? I'm like, yep, that's what I do. Um, but we talk about it now, you know, I feel like she sees it in such a different way than if I was just like leaving to go to this office, you know, that, it's been, I think it helps them in a way. I do too. I do too. And and she really gets it. And, you know, when I say like, I have to go do this work call, you know, she's like, okay, like, that's what, that's what you do. Like, and you'll be done soon. I'm like, and I'll be done soon, you know? Exactly. Oh, I love that. It is so interesting just how our worlds with career and home life have just completely conflated. Oh my God. It's wild. And, I mean, it's wild. It's just so crazy. So, you know, obviously Parachute, you guys are known to have this company culture that really nurtures wellness and social responsibility. Obviously being a mom, has that just motivated you to do more? And what else are you guys doing when it comes to kind of social good and and the environment? Yeah. I mean, it's always been really important to me. I, you know, building a business, I feel like you have to have, um, you have to do it responsibly, um, you know, and taking care of your people and the planet and, you know, making smart decisions um, because they impact us all, you know, is is really important. And I, I think it's just, you know, it, it matters to our team. Like our team wants wants that, you know, our customers want that. I mean, we are, I think one of the most encouraging things about our generation and our the consumers today is that they really do shop with their values and they're looking for brands that are aligned. And so, you know, sustainability is a huge focus for us. You know, we're, we've put a lot of stakes in the ground. We'll be climate certified in April. We just launched our first organic collection. We've been Ocotech certified since the beginning, but um, you know, in our, our office, we were, you know, when we were in the office, we were, you know, we had gotten rid of all single use plastic and, you know, we were doing meat Mondays. And there were a lot of initiatives that we were doing both um, internally and externally. Um, and there's a lot more. I mean, that's, we've, we've got a whole task force and team dedicated to sustainability now. And, um, and so, yeah, we're, we're holding ourselves accountable in a way that is much bigger than ever before, which is fun. 
That's awesome. And I love the meatless Mondays idea for the team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we had catered lunches twice a week. Uh um, And so one of them was meatless and cool. Yeah. So it took some people some warming up, but it was great, you know? It's not so bad. No, it's (laughs) not. We had great, it was delicious. That's so cool. So as someone who built a career on curating a home, what are some good family rituals that you can share with all of us? Um, that's a good question. We walk to the coffee shop every Saturday morning. Um, you know, that's something that's really important to me. I love that. <laughs> yes. Give me um, the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> You'll but, I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we like reading books before bedtime together, you know, making sure that we, um, have family dinners. Um, we light Shabbat candles on Friday together. Um, yeah. Spending time with family, um, you know, Sundays, or like the one day that I make sure that everyone sits down for dinner together. My co-founder, Dr. Biotti, was answering some questions for something recently. And she had such great advice on motherhood and just prioritizing. And she she just really emphasized the fact that our kids are only going to be this old for such a finite period of time. It goes so quickly. And she's now in the stage where her kids are about to go off to college. And she's like, those years that you're leaving to go do your mommy and me and your music class, go do it and have that time with your kids because it's going to go so fast in the scheme of things. And I love that you said that you scheduled that into your into your time, especially in the early days. And I know you do now. We do a music class together. And I think it's fabulous that, you know, you can just take that time. It's, it's so important, you know. It's so important. Um, there's just, yeah, there's not enough time to do it all. Um And it is wild how fast it goes. It's like the most cliche and the most true. It really is. It really is. I know all these things now that I've become a mom, I think back to these old sayings from my grandparents and my mom. I'm like, oh yeah, you were right. Yeah, I know. You were literally (laughs) right about everything. It took me 35 years to realize that, but you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so if Ariel today could say something to yourself before you had kids, one piece of advice. What would you tell yourself? I don't know. Probably have more fun. (laughs) (laughs) For my, yeah. Don't take life so seriously. Yeah. Um, No, I actually did have a lot of fun. Um, I don't know that I (laughs) I needed more. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I always just want to tell myself to like be kinder to myself, you know? Um, I don't know if it's like so related to being before being a mom, but just like, ugh so hard on myself for so many years, whether it was about, you know, weight or career or dating, or I don't know. It's just like, ugh. um, I just like, that's like, it's when I think about like having a daughter, I'm like, oh my gosh, how can I just teach her to love herself? Like just totally through, you know? I love that. Yeah. I think a big thing I experienced was just loving my body so differently. I was always so conscientious about my weight and all these things. And now I look at my body and I'm like, whoa, I made two kids and it's okay if I, you know, I don't expect to bounce back and that's okay. And I kind of like my new mom bod. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's, I mean, it, it takes a while, um, at least for me, it took a while for me to feel confident and not compare and to be like, to realize that, yeah, that it's all good and that it's like, yeah. It's just like, it's not, it's not what matters, you know? Totally. And is there anything surprising that you've learned about yourself since becoming a mom? Um, I mean, being both an entrepreneur and a mom have been 
like the most transformative experiences of my life. Um, I think in some ways, like similarly in other ways, very differently, but like there's so much resiliency that is required in both and so much patience. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like deal with that both professionally and as a mom every day, you know, it's just, there's a lot, it's, it's hard, you know, it's a different kind of hard, but it's hard. And, um, you know, I, um, they both take yeah, grit. They, yeah. They take <laughs> grit. They take patience. They take, um, they take a lot of deep breaths. Um, it's, it's a lot, but it's also, you know, I, um, like you said before, empathy is like such a big part of what, like I've learned, I've my, my empathy and my, um, my ability to like love and to appreciate, um, things differently and to, um, just like truly understand that you don't know what people are going through or like what's happening at home and like all of those things, just how complicated, um, our lives really are. I think being a mom has been a big part of that for me. You know, it's like when you see, I feel like whenever I see like a mom with a kid, like I'm not, I'm no longer the person that's like, Oh, like stop crying on the airplane. Like, I'm like, how can I help? You know, or like, (laughs) like when like someone's like pulled over on the side of the road with like a travel potty, I like want to like give them like two thumbs up. I'm like, yes, like, congratulate. You know, I just like, I feel like there's just this like connection that you have in this um, experience. It's like a camaraderie. Totally. And it's similar with being an entrepreneur. I mean, there's like just certain things that um, are very unique in terms of how you are managing building a business and and the pressure and stress that comes with that. And um, totally. Who knew entrepreneurship and motherhood had so much yeah, gone? I know, I know, right. <laughs> I know. It's true. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, to wrap up, I have a few kind of rapid fire questions. Okay. You don't have to go through them that quickly, but um, all right. What is your most proud mom moment? <laughs> the, first, <laughs> the first thing I was going to say, and this might be because, um, I'm like, and this is so not a prep. Like, I mean, I guess at this point I just have to say it. Um, I'm so sleep deprived right now, but I feel like the first night that both my kids slept through the night, I was like, oh my God, it's like, it's like, this is victory. Um, Take a bow. <laughs> yeah. And I also was like, oh, maybe we should have another. I'm like, no, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Most insane or toughest moment. Oh, there's also been a lot of those. Um, uh, I'm just, I'll like, just get real dirty, um, with this one. Um, my daughter is, um, no longer wearing diapers at bedtime. However, her body is not regulated to not wearing diapers at bedtime, but she, she refuses. She takes them off. The second I leave the room, she's like down to put it on, takes it off. So we've had a few like 2am poop incidences that are just like lovely. Um, you have to dig really deep when you have to deal with those. It's- yeah. It's, uh, it's, um, it's, yeah. True it's test. It's <laughs> All right. What's your best mom hack? I mean, snacks, always having snacks, just like a million snacks. You do snacks. have good snacks. I, I feel like you always have, have good snacks I, on you. I always have snacks. Um, also, like teaching my second child how to like basically give himself a bottle from like birth. I mean, just like so propping things up and like, I mean, it's so anti-baby group. Donna would absolutely be so mad at me for saying that, but like, Sorry, like that's that's no, what happened. That's life. That's, yeah, that's life. That's function. where we're at. That's where we're at. And he's, <laughs> that was a yeah, big moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay, any good books that you've read on parenting, motherhood, anything that really hit hard? Um, I think my favorite book that I read was Like a Mother. Um, mm, I haven't heard that one. I forget who the author is. It's like it's um sort of like a feminist like 
like just like about more like being a woman and being a mother. And um, I really recommend it. Um, it really resonated. It's like the one book that I suggest cool. people read. I love yeah. that. All right. Your favorite form of self-care? Like a girl's trip to Mexico. <laughs> That's the antidote to everything. <laughs> yeah. um, tequila? Um, and no, I think I, I for me personally, like, I mean, as much as I love a massage and whatever, like working out is actually like, it, for me, it's like my best. It's like what I need yeah. to mentally function. Yeah. It's a good one. Okay. And last one, best piece of advice you've ever gotten. <laughs> On being a mom. Oh, on being a mom. Oh, you know what? We I'm can gonna do go, both if you no, have. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go baby group and say that everything is just for now. That it's all every everything is just for now. That no matter what's happening, it's just for now. And you know that was really good advice, just for life. It's the best. It's a it's great life advice. It's so not just being. It's just it's just for now, and you just gotta like. The good times, the bad times, the poop times, all the times. They're just, <laughs> you get through them all. They're just for now. I love that. If you could just feel gratitude for for all of it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Being the present, no, mm-hmm. it'll pass. Yeah. Yep. Well, that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So much. Yeah. So my pleasure. You. Thank you yeah. for sharing and getting into all the bits and pieces and all that good stuff. Thanks for tuning in to Parallel Lives. Stay tuned for new episodes and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. If you liked today's show, we'd be forever grateful if you take a moment to rate and review us. You can find us online at parallelhealth.com. That's P-E-R-E-L-E-L health.com or on Instagram at Parallel Health. I'm Alex Taylor and you've been listening to Parallel Lives. Thanks so much for tuning in. This podcast is brought to you by Parallel. We are a prenatal vitamin and supplement solution that adapts to your changing body's needs throughout your motherhood journey. All of our products offer the highest quality bioavailable ingredients at doctor-recommended doses tailored to each unique phase. Preconception, first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, and postpartum and beyond because your prenatal vitamins shouldn't be one size fits all. Sign up for our newsletter at parallelhealth.com to learn more.